Hello everyone, it's Matt here with the Infinity Drumming Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing are the old ways of learning and teaching the drums dead? Do we need to throw away and burn all of our old books like Stick Control and Syncopation or are they more relevant than ever? Stick around in this podcast and I'll be talking about how you can get more out of your time from your practice and how you can make sure that what you're doing is relevant to the current society and get the best possible value out of your time spent in practice. Okay, so are the ways of, you know, the old ways of teaching dead? Is it over? We got have we got to bury all these books like syncopation and modern reading text by by Louis Belson and should we just throw them in the in the in the bunker and just that's it get rid obviously not right <laughs> obviously not but you know it's tough right that you know going through that kind of material isn't everyone's favorite but it's obviously essential um but is it relevant to our modern society is it relevant to the next generation of of drummers so you know when I first started drums, I was 13, 12, 13 years old. I'd done about four years background in choir, and that was amazing grounding for me. You know, old traditional sort of style classical music had given me a really great grounding in terms of hearing and understanding the fundamentals of music and rhythm. So when I picked up drums, I picked it up rapidly. Um, I also had the luck of first starting off with a first teacher called Roy Neal, who was like a classic like jazz military background. And he was so meticulous and, and kind of methodical he bored the hell out of the other three students that joined me in these free classes for dorset music service i got free drum lessons fortunately because my parents my family couldn't afford it um i was on free school lunches you know it was that kind of background so i was this 44 inch wasted you know 16 and a half stone kid <laughs> and drums became my outlet you know and uh, i was so grateful to be able to get this opportunity because I remember the first time I held sticks, it was like Excalibur had been put in my hands. I just knew it was something I was supposed to do. So while these other kids got bored and left, I was trailing a path forward. And this guy was amazing. Roy Neal really set me up over the space of, I'll always be grateful to him. And, you know, over the space of just a few months, I got my grounding. And then a year later, I was already getting high honors on my grade three, which is like, you know, equivalent of distinction today. And I do think that without that grounding, I would never have had the same success with the instrument that I did. So if I could go back and change it all and say, oh, I wish my, you know, my teacher had taught me about how to record and how to produce content. Sure, you know, I'd love to have had a, t- a teacher that would have taken me by the hand at some point and said, look, dude, you need to get those kinds of skills together because that's what's going to be relevant later. You know, so I wasn't playing catch up later down the line. But the truth is, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't trade the education I got from Roy for anything. So I think that obviously all that's happening really is that we have to kind of layer on more skills now. That's depending on if you want to take it seriously and make it a career. But certainly we're going from from in the previous um, experience, it was like, you know, you're either gigging and out there or you're getting some records done and that's it. You know, those are your main mediums of communicating with an audience to now you could be streaming on Twitch or, you know, doing Facebook lives, or you could be recording videos and uploading them regularly doing drum covers. And that is now actually a form. Uh, it's actually a lucrative and um, a genuine business choice. You know, it's actually a way that you can leverage these musical skills to entertain the, you know, the industry, your audience and uh, connect with fans and, and build a build a relationship and actually build a career and what's more you know genuinely nowadays your our, our social profiles are becoming our cv 
I was in a meeting, a masterclass with uh, David Kohler on one of Enrique and Maida's, um, you know, sessions with with TDSC with uh, the drum set coach, and um, you know, David Kohler was telling us how he now actually uses his social profile in a way as his CV to get jobs, you know, to get work. So nowadays we're actually. <laughs> You know, we have to know these skills. It's not like, oh, maybe we could. Maybe Tommy Igo was talking about this a while ago. It was like, you know, we need to actually take this into consideration in our curriculum now as teachers. We must actually take into consideration that students have to learn the skills of recording their instrument and being able to publish. It's so true. So I think like, you know, there's like a two a two pronged approach now as an individual um, playing or as a teacher, we need to be thinking about, okay, what do I need to learn or teach here that is actually relevant to society as it stands? So obviously I need to know my ABCs of rhythm. I need to know, you know, how to play this instrument. And those old school trainings are the most direct path to that fundamental skill set. It's law of evolution, right? I mean, these guys, they blaze, they, they, they blazed the trail for us. They, they figured out the path. These old school teachers of the most direct route to getting the best foundation in rhythm possible. And then teachers like Alan Dawson, Gary Chafee, and now we've got Enrique Dolmeda. We've got, you know, Jim Chapin has obviously was background in there too. These guys, you know, these monsters throughout history, Louis Belson, um, you know, they are the guys that made it possible. But now, like I say, with Enrique Dolmeda, with Gary Chafee, and, and now moving to, you know, further into the future, we're getting teachers that have carried all this body of incredible knowledge into the into this current generation for us so that we can get the most direct path to a foundational knowledge that's that's relevant and sk the skills we need to be able to have a career. And now we need to be going, okay, that's great. And But from a business point of view, I'm not going to be able to just go out there and gig anymore like I used to and just expect that that's going to get me my career. You know, although those methods can work, you know, turning up to venues and but obviously in this current era, the way with what we're dealing with at the moment with the coronavirus has completely changed that. It's now becoming even more important that we learn the skills of publishing, of recording our own material, of live streaming, of, you know, of connecting with an audience, of, of, of putting content out there, basically. And if we don't do that, if we don't learn that skill, if we don't achieve that, we're going to become irrelevant or invisible in the marketplace. So if you're just doing this for fun, that's totally cool. You know, there's the, this may not even be relevant to you. But um, if I'm really talking to the guys out there that want to actually do something with this drumming skill that they're gaining, you know, it's like never been more relevant now um, to think about like, you know, open perspective learning like being very specific about your learning being particularly instead of thinking like rigidly like old school systems like i'm just going to follow the process that was always that was given to me by my my father and my father's father <laughs> we've got to begin okay this is a whole new era whole new set of rules whole new set of systems how can i adapt to this and start learning new skills that are relevant to the career that i want you know how can i teach my students um in such a way that makes them relevant based on what's going to be happening in, in the future. And to set people up with those skills is really to give them one of the greatest gifts ever because you're giving them the freedom to choose in their life rather than have to just follow whatever's handed to them. So, you know, I really think that the old ways aren't 
definitely they're definitely not dead in fact if anything they are not only very much alive but they're essential now because if we don't learn from the old ways of teaching we're going to slow down the process of learning so much that we're not going to have the time to actually learn the other skills that are necessary to be relevant so i think it's it's never been more important to get a teacher um, and get proper advice i think it's so easy now to get lost in the internet content and kind of go round in circles just following licks videos and you know just following the entertainment trail which is largely what YouTube is. I mean, it's, there's, there's a lot of great content out there, don't get me wrong, but much of it is also organized in such a way as to just be primarily entertainment-based because that's the way that they get people coming back to their channels. If you go to a classic top-end teacher, they are not going to be worried about, perf about perfectly entertaining you so that they can get more clicks. They want engagement, obviously. They want to make sure that you're going to be learning well, but the primary goal is to get you the best possible progress in minimum time. My kind of viewpoint as a teacher is I, I kind of straddle both sides with that because I like to, I teach a lot of young guys, you know, I've, I've had a lot of students from the ages of five, some of which who are now two years later doing amazing, you know, they're having incredible results. And it's because when I first started teaching them, I didn't teach them, you know, snare study straight away. I was getting them into the songs they wanted to play, getting them, getting them hooked, right? But then as they get hooked and they get, they get kind of like, you know, they get that taste for it and they get that addiction to, to enjoying the instrument and, and just loving it and, and having it as an outlet, having it as something that's a positive relationship in their life, something they can go to that's for them. They are happy to learn the snare studies because they know it's going to get them the results sooner. Right? So I think that's the big key is like helping to get students to have a positive relationship with the challenging material. Um, you know, and, and doing the same for yourself as a drummer if you're, you know, if you're not teaching. It's just learning how to take material that otherwise you would be put off by and making that a fun and, you know, and uh, like a staple part of your learning process as a drummer. You're not abandoning it, abandoning it, but kind of using it as a as a, a benchmark to be able to develop certain skills. But you have to, like, modernise those skills, like those, um, those old school texts and stuff because obviously the common vocabulary or the the evolutionary vocabulary the, the stuff that's now relevant or the things people are saying on their instruments the stuff that sounds great um the stuff that's in that's innovative or leading the way in terms of of musical ideas it's built off that stuff but that's not you can't just go through those books and expect to come out sounding like La, you know like um larnell lewis but when you use it correctly in the same sense that alan dawson taught to his students um, you know, as we know, people like Tony Williams and, you know, Gary Chafee taught as well. They, they had systems to help people to acquire creative vocabulary. And, you know, this stuff is incredible. I, I've been learning this with a guy called Enrique Almeida. And um, as I, I mention him quite often because he is my current teacher. He's the guy I go to to learn more about the instrument. And, you know, what's really in, in, important here at this point, in my opinion, is recognizing the fact that you can take those texts and you can modernize them by having a little bit of a creative angle. So, for example, the way a lot of you guys might know about this, but Alan Dawson used to teach a system. He's in a book actually called The um, the Drummer's Complete Vocabulary According to Alan Dawson by a guy called John Ramsey, who sits at the, one of the directors at, um, who's the director at Berkeley in, in America. And... I learned so much from going through that book. There's another book called Gary Chester uh, by, by Gary Chester called The New Breed. And a lot of guys, you probably know about this, like interpreting those melodies on the page. So, you know, being able to take those kinds of old school 
systems like syncopation and then making them what alan dawson did was he made it relevant again by applying you know sort of bop and post-bop vocabulary into the phrasing because obviously for alan dawson in his era that was what was relevant to the kids that was what they were going to be doing for a career so he was training them up and getting them ready to go out there and do bop gigs nowadays we've got a lot of hand foot coordination like what pe people call quote-unquote chops we've got like electronic music we've got all kinds of crazy stuff going on when we've got like hybrid kit style systems we've got the the, the recent thing like this 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 uh, the snom right the snare tom which larnell lewis popularized you know we've got all kinds of weird little things popping up that <laughs> You know, it's easy to kind of get overwhelmed by it all. But if you get down to the core, what we're really looking at is innovation in sound, right? Innovation in um, rhythmic flow and the way that we use our limbs, that we're actually getting our feet and hands coordinating together in a fluid way. And they were doing that years ago, you know? But the only difference is this, this, the kind of like emphasis of a slightly electronic sound in delivery. How do you achieve that in your educational process? To say, if you can take those, we're all using the same rhythms. We're all using the same melodies we've always used as drummers, right? Nothing has changed there. You know, it's still the same kind. We haven't suddenly started doing everything. We still use even rhythms, right? In other words, like even even as Gary Chafee would say, there is no, we don't do odd rhythm. We only do even rhythm. Everything is evenly split. If we're doing quintuplets, it's evenly split, right? Everything is evenly split, so we've got predictable places for each note. So we're not going to, that's not going to change much. What's just changing is the way we interpret those rhythms. So using those old school books gives us a basis from which we can actually then explore modern takes on vocabulary. So I've got a little thing I like to do where I mix up these solo cells. Like, you know, you may have seen this stuff talked about in the past. I was talked about by, by, by uh, Dave Wecker. It was talked about by Gary Chafee. And I've learned about this from Enrique Donmade and myself, you know, of splitting up phrasings into you know a solo cell of two three four five six seven eight nine I, you know matt gasker talks about this as well they're basically having little solo blocks you know and you can make those whatever you want you know you could do a flam tap and a bass drum and that's a three right flam tap bass bass flam tap right you can make a four like a you know a flam flam accent and a bass drum on the end you could make a five, a flam paradiddle on a bass drum on the end. Or you could put a bass drum first and a flam paradiddle afterwards. You know, that's just like one example that people are starting to understand is like just a way of interpreting, you know, breaking down new vocabulary. Once you have a bunch of solo cells like that, you can start placing them in deep or triple feel within the frames of old school text so that you can get that, that benefit of like rapidly covering large volumes of phrasing that are the most common that you're most likely to cover at some point so that you actually have the flow you need um but here's the thing for some guys depending on what level you're at, at the moment that is way too advanced and what you actually need to be doing is just actually spending time with those basic rhythms first anyway because otherwise you're not going to be able to hear something and immediately play in response so this is where I say, you know, round it off and say, basically, the old school ways are essential. We can't skip them. We've got to embrace them and we've got to like modernize them and, and make them relevant again, because they are at their foundational level. You can't remake foundations, right? You can't, you can't make an old, you can't make an antique, a new antique, right? 
it's an antique for a reason you can't you can't like uh make new fundamentals fundamentals foundations are the beginning point for everything so they don't become irrelevant they just need to be reinterpreted into the modern environment and you know fundamentally having a business has only changed from being face to face and talking about it you know being good at networking by going out there and actually communicating with people in person and putting yourself out there and going out and doing gigs every night you know that was the way it was done before now we have to do that online because you know especially with the current era there's the opportunities aren't there we have to publish we have to put ourselves out there through whatever platforms are available and we have to network in the same way as we would have done face to face so fundamentally, the skills are the same, the same fundamentals, but there's just the platform, the delivery, the way that it's done is changing. That's all. So in my opinion, the old ways aren't that at all, but they are kind of like, they need to be adapted. They need to be worked into the, the new environment so that they work for us, not against us. In other words, we need to be able to adapt on a superficial level to the environment, but we retain the foundations of what's always worked. You know, not being an idiot, actually caring about people, being reliable you know, communicating effectively, being, you know, serving people, caring about who you're serving, caring about the people that you're going to, you know, provide music for, caring about your audience, um, learning the foundations of rhythm, re being creative with that. It's all the same stuff, really. It's just, you know, figuring out how that fits into the modern world. Anyway, I hope you got some value out of this audio. And um, if you'd like to give me your point of view on all of this stuff, because I think it's a really important conversation, and um, I'd love to hear your point of view, whether you agree or disagree. I don't mind. I appreciate just hearing your point of view. It's great to hear your your perspective on this stuff. Come over to infinitydrumming.com. So it's um, facebook.com forward slash infinitydrumming.com. So C-O-M on the end of Infinity Drumming. You'll find my Facebook page there. Just come and drop me a post. Um, you know, comment underneath the, you'll see a post where I've shared the um, the podcast on there. Come and drop me your comments and, and responses about what you think about what I've what I've talked about in this session. You know, love to hear your point of view. Love to hear what you have to say about the the topic. And as always, keep drumming, enjoy yourselves, um, make the most of you know the old school ways, the new school ways. Have fun, and I hope you uh, have an amazing day. I'll catch you tomorrow. All the best. Bye.